This is Jimmy DeYoung, and I'm so thrilled that you could take a few moments to join with us for a Bible study. I have in my hand here Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. This is a study of what is indeed the legacy of Ishmael, the first son of Abraham. Ishmael did not start the Arab world. He was not the father of all of the Arab nations. Now, we'll study that in this particular series. It's a five-hour series on Ishmael's Islamic invasion, and I tell you how Ishmael played a key role in the Islamic faith of today. Well, this five-hour CD audio series is available to you. I'll tell you how you can get your copy of it in just a moment. But right now, if you will, take a few moments and let's listen to an introduction to Ishmael's Islamic invasion. Let's look at that just a few moments. We're trying to look at the origins in order for us to see Satan's dominion strategy and realize the part he plays in the philosophy I'm going to discussing this week, we've got to have the base for it. Go, to, uh, to go over, if, if you will, with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 14. Get that, and then get also with me Ezekiel, chapter 28. Now, I am a student of the Word of God, and I do know that Isaiah 14 is basically talking in the first portion of it, at least, about the king of Babylon. And I do know that Ezekiel chapter 28 is talking about the king of Tyre. And these are prophecies that both Isaiah and Ezekiel are giving uh, to the neighbors of Israel in light of uh, the the impending uh, capture of the Israelis or the Jewish people at the Babylonian captivity in 586 B.C. But after they talk about the king of Babylon and Isaiah and the king of Tyre in the book of Ezekiel, there is information that we need to know. Uh, To give you the name of this angel that God had created who would ultimately become Satan, look first at Isaiah chapter 14. Keep them both open so we can go back and forth. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Remember those, that name, morning stars? Sons of God, morning stars. Son of the morning. How have thou fallen, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which disweaken the nations? Satan, you have, excuse me, Lucifer, you have fallen. How is it that you fell? Go back to, now go over to chapter 28 of Ezekiel. We'll come back to Isaiah 14. Go over to Ezekiel chapter 28 just for a moment. Starting in verse 13, we are now going to see a change on the judgment pronounced on the king of Tyre, and it's going to be talking about Lucifer. Verse 13, how do I know it's talking about Lucifer? Well, just look at the text. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Now, wait a minute. King of Tyre was never in the Garden of Eden. Lucifer was in the Garden of Eden. In fact, Lucifer was in the most prominent place in the Garden of Eden, outside where God was. (laughs) By the way, the last part of verse 13 says, In the day that thou wast created. King of Tyre was never created. And so it's not talking about the King of Tyre, it's talking about Lucifer. Look at verse 14. Thou art the anointed cherub. Now those cherubs are one of the class of angels. You have the seraphim, the cherubs, the cherubim, uh, and then you also have uh, the creatures found in the book of Revelation chapter 4. Three types. They're all differently described in the Bible. 
And so you have to determine who it is. But here we know it's the cherub. And it says, God says now, through Ezekiel, about Lucifer, thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. In other words, God had placed him in a special place. And I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. That phrase, holy mountain of God, is referred to twice here in Ezekiel chapter 28. It is talking about the temple mount. The temple mount, excuse me, it's talking about the Garden of Eden, the holy mountain of God. In Ezekiel chapter 28, it's used 18 times in the Old Testament. The other 16 times it is referring to the temple mount. But here it is talking about the Garden of Eden. And so Lucifer in the Garden of Eden at the holy mountain placed in the place of honor and prominence. He's over the Garden of Eden. He's looking down on all of creation. God himself has placed him there. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. I have set thee so, and wast thou not upon the holy mountain of God? Thou walkest up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thy was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created, perfect in his ways till the sixth day of creation, until iniquity was found in thee. Now how did that iniquity happen in Lucifer? Go back to chapter 14 of the book of Isaiah. You see, there is, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 20 says, there is no prophecy of private interpretation. So friends, when we are studying prophecy, we have to bring all the information to the table before we can come to a conclusion. It, what it means is, all of prophecy is like a hand fitting into a glove. Everything must fit together. And so this won't contradict that or the other. We had to bring it together. So now we go back to chapter 14 of Isaiah. Look at verse 13. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will ascend into heaven. That's the first I will. I will ascend into heaven. He's going to say five times, I will. He will exercise his free will. Angels, as humans, were created with a free will. There is a difference, though, between angels and humans because humans have opportunity, after having made one decision using his free will, to reject that and make another decision. But angels did not have that opportunity. They had one chance to exercise their free will. When they exercise their free will, they're locked into it. And here Satan, first I will, first exercise of his free will, I will ascend into heaven. Where was he? In the Garden of Eden. Where was the Garden of Eden? On earth. And so therefore, Satan says, or Lucifer, who's going to become Satan, I will ascend into heaven. Why do you want to go to heaven? That's where God is. Look what else he says. I will ascend into heaven. Then the second I will. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. God has a throne in heaven, and so I am going to exalt my throne above the stars of God in the heavens. You're going to see the last I will is he wants to be equal with God. And that's what he's making a statement here about. I will. Look at this next one. This will blow you away, I think. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. You know what that is? Go back to Psalm 48 sometime and read Psalm 48. You know what that's talking about? 
Satan is saying, I am going to be worshipped. I am going to be honored in Jerusalem. That's the phrase used in Psalm 48, the sides of the north. That's talking about Jerusalem. That's a description of the city of Jerusalem. Satan is making a statement here. I'm going to be worshipped in Jerusalem. How did God decide he was going to spend his people? Or where did he decide he was going to spend his people with? Psalm 132, verses 13 and 14, God says, I have chosen Jerusalem to be the place where I rest among my people forever. Where's Jesus Christ going to rule and reign from for a thousand years? In the city of Jerusalem on the Temple Mount. Now what does Satan say? Not only am I going to put my throne in the heavens above the stars of God, I am going to be worshipped in Jerusalem. Oh, by the way, that should give you a hint as to why Jerusalem will be the focus of the world in the last days. Now, God says, I am going to dwell among my people in Jerusalem, and Satan says, I'm going to be worshipped in Jerusalem. And so there has to be a confrontation. And that's what we're seeing unfold. As I go through this week, I'm going to make it much more in focus for you as we see what's going on. Look at the last thing he says, verse 14. And I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the Most High God. He's going to be exactly like God, equal with God. There is no equal with God. If there's an equal with God, by the way, there are some television evangelists that are saying, we become gods. I want to tell you, that's out of the pit of hell. Because we are never going to be equal with God. He's not God if we become equal with him. But Satan says, I am going to be equal with God. And thus, go back to chapter 28 of Ezekiel. Thus, verse 16, by the multitude of thy merchandise... They have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee. Thy heart, verse 17, hath lifted thee up because of thy beauty. Lucifer, the most beautiful of all the angels, the most prominent of all the angels, the one who exercised his free will, the one who rebelled against God, the one who said, I will rise above the stars of God. I will put my throne in the heavens. I will be worshipped in Jerusalem, and I will be as God. Because of that, God says, I will cast you out. He cast him first out of the garden of God, the garden of Eden, the holy mount as it says. And so we see now the origins of Satan. Look back with me now as we continue on. Let's look at the observations of Satan as now he is cast out and now he is going to watch something unfold. Thank you so very much for joining us for this Bible study. Ishmael's Islamic Invasion is a five-hour CD audio series available to you. This study will look at Satan's dominion strategy, Ishmael's true legacy, Islam's satanic trio, the Islamic invasion, and Islam, 
the final solution. Those would be the five parts to this five-hour CD audio series, Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. If you'd like to have a copy of this, you can see how to purchase it by going to our website, www.prophecytoday.com. Go to our shopping mall, and there they'll show you how you can follow through and get your own personal copy. Or you can call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. We have people standing by. They will take your order. Once again, that number, 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from all across America. Be sure to understand how Islam will play a key role in the end times. You must have your copy of Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. Go and find out how you can get your copy either to the website or call the toll-free number. This is Jimmy DeYoung thanking you for joining us right now. Hey, everything we've talked about and even that introduction to Ishmael's Islamic invasion gives us evidence that the rapture of the church could take place at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...